ambitious girl. See, I like the person that you are, but I'm in love with the person that you have potential to be. And all your dreams sharing with me, and your secrets bearing with me, and your flaws you ain't gotta mention to me. Ambitious girl, I just wanna win. And I'd rather chase my dreams than to try to chase these men that try to chase these skirts, that, that try to chase these shots with flavors that ain't even as sweet as me. My ambitious girl, I won't forget you. I just reflect on how I met you, yeah, boo. I'm somewhere, somewhere getting, getting my life in order. order. <laughs> so time being, I hope this open scribe might support her. The supporter, the, the worker. worker, I'm worth it. Go girl, go girl. Hey everyone, welcome to Energize Impact with Changemaker Chi. I'm your host, Shakita. <laughs> and I just remember when I used to have to, a uh, freshman year in college, let me paint a picture for you all. So I remember freshman year in college and for some odd reason, I thought that I was going to be waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, happy to go to class. That was never the case. Literally, it would be times when my roommate had to wake me up because I just could not wake up at freaking six o'clock in the morning. I stayed on campus and everything, but it took me like an hour and a half to get ready because I always dressed up and... And I say dressed up, dressed up, heels and everything, okay? I can show you all the pictures. I was a cutie, okay, going to class. I wasn't playing no games. And I remember just like needing that inspiration, needing that, you know, encouragement. And honestly, like, you know, I used to listen to this song, Ambitious Girl by Wale, all the time, every every morning. This song, and I, I guess I would say Shut It Down by The Dream and Drake. No, The Drake and Dream. Like those two songs like really, really just got me to realizing how important it is to like, you know, like you come like I come from a unique background, you know, coming up, growing up in poverty and witnessing my mother be a single, a single mother while my father was in prison for a crime he did not commit. And just growing up in that type of upbringing and now breaking barriers because, you know, I'm a first generation the first person in my, out of my mom and my dad to graduate high school and now I'm the first person out of my mom and dad to go to college so I had to listen to these types of songs to really get me inspired and motivated and determined to do the work that I'm doing that I did and to overcome all of those obstacles that I was <laughs> having to have that that was I was going through and it's just it puts me in a unique perspective every time I listen to this song because it's like Shakita you came so far like Oftentimes we don't realize how far we came. Like I remember when I was younger and in high school and all of the foolish decisions I made and who would have ever thought that I would be here today as a generation, um, a generational barrier breaker in my family and creating opportunities, not only for myself, but for, you know, the next generation and the next generation behind that next generation. So it's just, it's a full circle moment. And I'm just really shout out to Wale, yo, like, Thank you, Ale, for always uplifting and encouraging and supporting the black woman. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Like, we, it, it, it's worth it because it got me through some, these types of music got me through a lot. But yeah, like, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us too. Well, tuning in today. Um, today, we're going to dive into some really interesting topics. And kind of what I want to do is I want to talk about like current events that's like, you know, happening in, I guess you could say, you know, non-political society, but also intertwining that and in, in, interconnecting those like, you know, non-policy type of societal issues with, you know, political and, and political influences and political, like, you know, 
consequences, I guess you could say, or issues that could that I that I see, I guess you could say, that connects with each other and how to break that down in a more simplified manner because honestly, policy is not easy. It's not easy. I remember when, you know, I was diving into policy and I honestly, like I knew the three branches of government, but if you was to tell me that I knew what Congress was, I didn't know. I I've learned that. And understanding that like a lot of people are like that, like a lot of people don't understand that it depends on where you live, of course, but you may have a local government a county government on top of a state government and on top of that state government you got federal government so it's and then like you know you got all of these different types of governments that are in control of how we live and create policies that impact our way of life so we're going to dive into some topics so first i wanted to just you know talk about the concept of modern women. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately. Like YouTube has honestly just become lately just a breath of fresh air for me. It's just allowing me to just like, you know, hear different ideas and different point of views because I work from home. Like I, it's just me, myself, like, you know, it's just me and my fiance and we're just staring at each other and we're like, oh, we don't know what's going on with the world. So YouTube keeps me up to date on a lot of things. And then also just talking to my friends and family. And I came across this, I guess you could say like, new terminology modern women so if you guys don't know what modern woman is so modern woman is apparently women that are just they have some unique um, requirements when it comes down to dating them like if you want to date them you got to be like you got to be making six six figures period six figures you got to take them to five-star restaurants each and every time don't expect to take them to applebee's or chili's or golden corral because they will look at you crazy um they expect you to understand that they're just going to bring themselves to the table and i as i like you know been learning a little bit about this and watching videos and just hearing commentary on it I am honestly kind of shocked that this is um how women the women culture I guess you could say um because again gender is a spectrum so what the the modern woman culture is just a really unique interesting outlook because I don't know for me I've never looked at a guy to protect and provide for me I've always looked at myself like hey Shakita you always supposed to have your own before you let anybody else try to come in this picture because I witnessed my mother you know go through those situations where she was relying on men to take care of her and, and I didn't like the way that my mom was like living like my mom was not living in a stable environment and witnessing that growing up in that why would I want that for myself? Like, I like nice things. I like to go places. I like to travel. I like to see the world. So if I don't have any money or if I can't bring things to the table, like I, that means I got to work on myself. So that's just like always how I have been. But then I know that not everybody's like me and that is okay. I get that. I get that. I get that. One of a kind, right? But the thing that I have, it like the thing that is interesting to me is just, it's just how toxic it is because when we're we're looking at the just the requirements that modern women have, as I mentioned, you gotta have six, you gotta make six figures, right? Six figures off top, period. I'm not playing. But when you look at the like the median type of income, specifically when it comes down to black men, like black men, they're averaging between who between forty 
to 50,000. Like, and I'm not even saying that that is enough to, that's not even enough to live on. You get what I'm saying? Like as a person who, you know, has worked those jobs and it was, how could you live off this? Like, how could you live off this? Especially when you're most of the time, if you're living in the DMV area, your rent is looking close to being $2,300. Like, so you got to have a $90,000 income to be able to even qualify for an apartment, like which kind of makes no sense to me why we have these requirements because that means that the people the men that you're looking for if we're just going based off of the six figures alone is very slim now like not a lot of people not a lot of men people you know like make that type of money and if they do they're much older they're much older now i'm not gonna say we have been seeing an increase of young people um young professionals being able to make six figures but like that's very that's still few and none like it's still few and none I'm like, you know, I've been in spaces where I was able to make, you know, six figures, you know, six figures myself. But at the same time, it was still like it wasn't enough, like because we go, we're going through an entire inflation, which kind of makes me like not understand the uh, modern woman concept or the culture, because we have been going through this inflation since 2022. And <laughs> the fact that we are like women are still thinking that people are making that much of money or got that extra money to spend because if you're telling me that I can't that I got to spend $200 on you minimum minimum like come on now like and given $200 if you including that 18% grat gratuity that they're adding on to that and I'm not saying that's nothing wrong with the gratuity but I'm just saying like it's just very very unrealistic and it, it, it's a toxic environment and it makes it kind of it makes it harder for like, you know, other women who don't have that type of con that mindset or don't have that type of thought process to be able to get a good man. Like I say, you know, when I before I met my my partner, my fiance Thomas, like I was I was tired of dating trash men. I was tired of dating men that thought that like, you know, they just can bring themselves to the table and I'm just supposed to like accept that no like what else can you do can you have an intellectual conversation can we you know do can I travel the world with you can I go places with you and not be embarrassed because you out here talking to each and every girl that's in this place you get what I'm saying so I guess I look more of relationships as more of a like you know partnership versus just like a transaction and I feel like that's kind of where we have gotten into the dating lifestyle and I don't know if that like I feel like you know seeing that type of the that type of dating techniques is it's unproductive it's really unproductive and I'm seeing a lot of like a lot of women you know that are getting like they're getting kind of you know pushed to the side because men are not prioritizing themselves because they're like hey it's it's rough out here and they know how rough it is because if you are working in this if if you're working in america period you know how tough it is you got taxes you got all of this and with the again rise of inflation like you know people can't even freaking be approved for a house anymore because the interest rates are so high and then we constantly i'm like every time i look at the um the news or look at my like emails or newsletters from like you know different types of news outlets that i stay up to date on it's always increase in taxes we're going to tax you on transportation we're going to tax you on this listen we are all grown we should all understand the importance of how frustrating i said the importance so Yes, on how frustrating it is to be able to keep up. Like, it's so frustrating. Like, if we're just living in a society where we're just trying to keep up with the Kardashians or keeping up with the Johnsons, you're not living for yourself and you're not living within your means. You're not living between, you're not living within your, 
you're not living within your reality. Like, I feel like we often, like, it's okay to dream big. Women, it's okay to dream big. I want us to dream big because we deserve to dream big. But I don't want us to just be looking at a man or just the dating culture in general as just transactional because we have to, we have to have heart. We have to have heart because if we don't have heart, then how are we going to expect to, you know, continue on our culture? Like at the end of the day, like a black woman and a black man create a black child and that's that continues the black community. So if we are destroying our black, um, our black community by just being a little selfish, not being understanding and just, you know, wanting to live up, just wanting to live to keep up with others. We're not going to get very far. And especially if you are looking to, you know, help alleviate some of the financial pressures that inflation has put back on you, I would definitely recommend just meeting a person where they are, but also not settling for less. And it is that is something that you can do. You do not have to settle for mediocre if you, that's not what you want. I don't settle for mediocre. Like I communicate with my with Thomas, my partner all the time. Like I'm going to let him know like, hey, I don't like this. I don't like that how can we fix this? How can we grow? Like, I feel like you need to work in this, like work, improve in this area. And he communicates that with me, but the whole, like, if I, this is my expectations, I'm not, I'm not negotiable. It's very unproductive. It's super unproductive. So ladies, I don't want us to constantly go through life thinking that it's okay to be selfish, that it's okay to be misunderstood like to be to constantly be focused on yourself and not for others I get it you know everyone gotta live everyone gotta eat but at the end of the day what about our longevity as a community as a black community that's just something to think about and then also you know with the rise of modern women we're also seeing that a lot of men I don't know if it's payback or not it's been kind of frustrating to even watch and listen and hear stories about men literally going on dates with women and just leaving them with the bill dating and dashing like it's just it's, honestly like I don't know if that is just something that they're doing to kind of like piss off the modern women culture but it's making you all look bad and I say that because it's kind of disrespectful especially if you knew that you were going on a date you knew that you was going out on a date and my thing is Two wrongs don't make a freaking right. It does not make a right. Like we're so, we're so focused on, oh, I got to get back at that person. Oh, I got to get back at that person. Like, no, just move, move accordingly. Do what the heck you need to do. Why are you so focused on getting back at a person when you could easily just live your life and do what the heck you need to do and go on about your day? Like, but no, we're so focused on, oh, I got to get back at that person. That person did me dirty. My biggest, my biggest revenge is to see people Watch me level the hell up, you know, like I, you, you tried me, you played me. So just watch me level on up. Like, I don't even got to talk much. I'm gonna let my actions talk for you. Like, and get to that mindset. Don't have to, we don't have to be petty <laughs> to prove a point. You get what I'm saying? Men, stop date, stop leaving, stop dating and dashing. Like stop dating and dashing. Ladies, I just, I do got one thing for you all too. Please, 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 can we stop with the bringing our kids to the first dates or bringing our kids to dates, period, especially if that child, if the child, like, that's not the child's father. Like, if it's not the child's father, I don't understand why you're bringing a date, like bringing that, <laughs> bringing your kids regardless. And then having expecting a man to be able to pay for you and your child. That is not how dating works. Dating works where 
want like if the person axes you out if you're not in a polygamous um relationship then it's just going to be two people he invited you vice versa versus bringing a whole <laughs> yeah the whole bus with you all like I feel like that's just a little weird so I get like I get why men are trying to be a little petty but at the same time like I just said two wrongs don't make no right and at one point y'all gotta hold like we gotta hold each other accountable nobody wants to be held accountable for, and I don't understand why like accountability is a great thing it's a great thing. It helps you grow. It helps you learn. It helps you succeed. Like, stop trying to be, stop, stop trying to be in the past. Stop trying to be in the present. And think about that future. Think about your goals. Think about your aspirations. And just move. Be the bigger person. Be the bigger person. Like, we don't all have to be petty. It's going to be some petty people out there and let them be petty. But don't let that pettiness impact or influence the way you move in your life. Period. Like I'm, it's been a little disappointing just to hear about the like the dating scene. Like Jesus, like it was one instance I can share an instance with you all. Like you know that I went through personally when it came down to just like you know the dating culture. I remember when like you know this guy he was like trying to pursue me, trying to talk to me or whatever. But I wasn't really interested, and I knew that I wasn't interested. So like you know I really didn't have no expectation from him. He would invite me out, I'd be bored. So like I'll go like meet him at this restaurant or whatever and literally like you know bored out of my mind we're not even talking it's just silence he was awkward and like you know the, he invited me like twice the second time I was just done because he he's a bill splitter I'm not really found on bill splitters like but at the same time like I didn't expect him to cover my bill like if he wanted to cover it that would have been nice but hey I got the money you get what I'm saying I'm not dependent on the, I'm not dependent on you to you know do it to to do what I could do you get what I'm saying like I was done I, I after the second date I was bored out of my mind it wasn't interesting and I moved on I was like I'm deleted the number and blocked them like I just moved on so yeah I just think that it's just really crazy that we are just really you know doing some interesting stuff during our dates and bringing the kids and leaving people and not communicating it's just it's just a little messy it's a little messy so I encourage us to grow beyond the pettiness I encourage us to want to improve ourselves just because we want to improve ourselves instead of trying to make others you know feel some type of way like I said the best revenge is doing you and leveling the heck up like period so like now I wanted to kind of I wanted to dive into what's been on the negative side I guess you could say um the youth crime rise and how sad it is and most urban majority minority which is majority minorities um that lives in those areas where we're seeing this and um, the youth crime rises. Oftentimes we're knowing what's going on. Like, you know, I remember when I was younger in Detroit and I just used to hear about a lot. I lost a lot of people that I went to like middle school with high school with just due to senseless violence, you know, and it's I can't even say it was just gun violence, you know, it was just craziness that was going on and also I realized that why that was happening because when I talked to my friends you know or conversations that I had with them before they you know were no longer here with us is that hey I gotta do what I gotta do like I gotta survive like <laughs> I got I got brothers and sisters to feed and I felt that like you know I truly truly felt that because that is just how the cycle has been like if you go 
you go to Detroit. Like my mama, she had to do what she had to do. My daddy had to do what he had to do. Like my uncles had to do what they had to do. And they passed that type of survival mindset down to us. Like I got the survival mindset, but I just didn't want to go through the survival mode that way. Like I wanted to go through the survival mode in a more, you know, productive way that can help me be able to get to hit reach goals that I want to that I want to reach. Like I have high goals, y'all. Like I re- like I remember when I was an undergrad, like I would literally introduce myself like, hi, my name is Shakita Jackson and I want to be a, you know, future U.S. Supreme Court justice like off the bat. <laughs> like so I always had high goals and I can't get high goals if I'm constantly in struggle mode. So if we're constantly realizing that we're seeing a, I kind of blame this on a politician. So I'm not even going to hold you because I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I own a nonprofit, Shakita Jackson Enterprise. Follow us on social media and check out our website, www.cjenterprise.co to learn more about what we do. But yeah, like my nonprofit, we are currently going through, we've been trying to build partnerships with, you know, the state of Maryland, um, the different counties within Maryland. And it's been difficult. Like, I remember like, you know, trying to partner up with Parks and Rec and just how, how ridiculous it is. Like oftentimes in most spaces and parks, like you can use the parks, like you can just go there. Like if you wanted to host an event, you can just do that, but you cannot do that in Prince George's County. You can do that in Baltimore, but you can't do that in Prince George's County. So it's just, it's been frustrating. And I'm like seeing that we just have all of these youth centers. We have all of these parks, but the youth aren't there. The youth are in the streets. But then when, you know, an organization like myself tries to partner up with the, you know, with the county, the government, I'm always pushed to the side. Oh, it's not fitting our current needs, our current programming needs. What is your current programming needs then? Is it trauma response? Is it social emotional learning? Is it diving deep into mental health? Like if it's not about those things, then you need to reevaluate because these youth are going through so much. And as a, I used, I, we all was youth at one point. You get what I'm saying? Like we was all youth at one point and knowing the, all of the frustration that comes with being a youth you're going through puberty you don't know you're like you don't know what's where you gonna eat what you gonna eat like sometimes the only time you gonna have food is at school and they not even going to school no more so if they're if we're seeing so many cracks that's going on within our youth community and what's causing the crime rises to happen why are we not doing something about it why are we not doing something about it um it's it's heartbreaking to me because I never, you know, had to go through that, you know, go to go through crime. But my brother did. You get what I'm saying? My brother was 15 years old when he first got locked out. And the reason why and which is why I which is why I'm so passionate about this is because my brother went to prison juvenile. He was 15, right? He went to juvenile when he was 15 years old. And it was literally, literally, literally like four days after we just buried our father. Our father was murdered 2012. I just got to college. Y'all just got to college. This was my second week in college. Come my uncle comes and let me know. My father was like killed because he was trying to break up a fight in Detroit. My father was, he was happy. He was trying to live his life. He was trying to change his ways. And I was just so proud of him. So we just lost our father. Right. And my brother, he didn't cry. I was the crier. I'm like, ah. I was just crying all in my emotions because I've always allowed myself to show up as a person. Like I never wanted to show up as if I'm just this perfect person. And people make that assumption about me, but I, I, I know who I am. I know how I'm authentic. I know like I'm real. So 
I'm crying, I'm boohooing, I'm letting all the emotions come out and I'm just giving myself space to be, to grieve, you know? My brother didn't do that. My brother, he, he, he held it all in. He was like, sis, I gotta be strong for you. I'm the oldest. Like, I, I am the oldest out of all my brothers and sisters. So it was just, you know, he felt like he had to be strong for me because he saw how emotional and heartbroken I was. And literally four days later, I went back to Kansas. I went from I went to Can- from Kansas to Detroit. And I'm now I'm back in Kansas. And I got a call that my brother was locked up. This was his first time being locked up. And I already knew what happened. My brother didn't grieve. He took his grief, he took his frustration out in the wrong way. And that, that one decision changed his life forever. So knowing these types of things, and, and this is, and these are stories that I tell, not even just, you know, Prince George's County, because we also do work in the state of Michigan as well. We do work all over, honestly, but we do primarily in Maryland and Michigan. And I tell people all the time, like, it's so important for us to make strategic, innovative, you know, problem solving solutions that, and that's evidence based. You get what I'm saying? We're not just talking about building a basketball court just to build a basketball court we're talking about building a basketball court along with the basketball community league where you know community at-risk community boys and girls can come play you get what i'm saying and do like some and one type stuff you get what i'm saying and one used to be lit like why can't we get innovative with it why do we gotta be so it's so corporate it's so political and then people i i as a political person, I used to always wonder why people didn't like talking about politics. Like, I used to wonder that. Like, me, it's just, I get excited. But I realize it's a stressful, especially if you don't know, like, you know, the what's really diving deep. Being me working or interning for well-known prestigious, you know, at, like, Policy, public policy organizations such as the Aspen Institute, um, the Network Lobby. You've been interned for a federal um, U.S. senator, a federal judge. So I know a little bit about the kinks and nicks of policy, government, lawmaking, and things of that nature. Not everybody does. So, like, understanding just how frustrating it can be for a person to just, like, you know, want to do something for the community, wanting to, we see the, we see poverty rises, and we know when, when poverty rises, we know that's when crime increases. But instead of us just trying to, you know, find strategic ways, we're just doing the same old thing, the same old thing from the the 1980s. (laughs) The 1980s is not like the 2020s. Like, I'm just so frustrated with just the concept of tradition. Like, it's cute for tradition sometimes, but tradition doesn't have to be everything. It's okay to be innovative. It's okay to think outside the box. It's okay to be unique. We don't have to be just traditional just to be traditional because we are, we are, we are destroying our communities instead of lifting them up because back in the day, you could go to college with, with a summer job. You only had to pay $800 for tuition. Now tuition, to, I don't even, like tuition when I went to, um, for Kansas, it was 50000 50,000. That's for out of state. If you was in state, it was probably what? 30,000. Who the heck is making a summer? Who, who the heck got a summer job that's making 30,000 in three months, two and a half months. If we, if we don't even count the full August, like, come on now. Like I'm, it's frustrating that we're not being innovative and it's frustrating that we are just letting traditionalism concepts and ideologies 
destroy our community and not in empowering our community. Like, um, I'm, people be asking, oh, <laughs> literally y'all, I kid y'all not. People talk about like priority. They're like, oh, priority is rising. I don't understand why. What do you mean you don't understand why property is rising? Have you looked outside? Have you looked at the legislation that's being talked about? Have you seen how the communities is, how they don't have youth centers? They don't even have skating rinks. Like my uncle, he used to rent by the whole skating rink for my cousin's birthday. And we'll be in there all day just skating, keeping us busy. Are we promoting sports? Are we promoting, you know, different innovative things such as, you know, maybe learning how to do beats, learning how to DJ to our youth? Or we're just talking to them about just doing the most the most competitive things. Oh, you got to go. You got to play basketball. You got to play basketball. If you don't make it to basketball, if you don't make it to football, if you don't make it to this, you ain't going to be nothing. That's the only way. And we know how small percentage it is to actually make it from your high school to college or collegiate to professional league. But we're constantly pushing those types of, you know, small, unrealistic career fields that's only like that only a few can make it to versus encouraging and talking about skill building. We have a, a with the, there's so many job opportunities. I have a couple of clients that are looking like that's looking for employees. One of my clients in Ohio, he's looking for, you know, people that know how to do um, carpentry, that knows how to do, you know, um, some painting, some roofing, looking for a skilled construction worker. Literally, I could not find no one. And I've been working with him for the past couple months. I found people, interview them, but then they just never show up. They never show up. I never show up. And that's how scarce it is. It's not enough people out there to be able to build houses. We don't, and I'm not even going to get into affordable housing today. That's going to be a whole different topic because who, but we don't even have enough people out here and unemployment is at a all time high. I'm so tired of them with these little weird statistics and how they measure unemployment. There's so many people that don't have jobs out here. There's so many people that don't have jobs out there. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous. And instead of trying to, you know, bring more, you know, economical versus the community friendly occupations or companies to the locate to the communities, they're trying to be they trying to bring FBI. I kid you not. The city of Maryland is trying to bring the FBI here. They're trying to bring the FBI here that I don't know what type of what it's going to do. But my thing is, we're seeing an increase in youth crime. Right. And as we are everywhere, but we're also bringing trying to work hard and go against Virginia to bring the FBI here. They're not, are they going to hire people? And if they are going to hire people, are they going to hire people that's looking for jobs right now? Or do they already have their own people? Like these are the types of things that people like that community members don't know about to ask their elected officials. And it puts us in, a, it's, it's just puts us in a continuation of cycle. And I think for the only way for us to get out of that cycle of just accepting poverty, because I feel like that's really what we're doing. We're just accepting poverty at the current moment because we know how to, like, we know how to survive. We know we got to go get, get it out the mud. You get what I'm saying? But we're not trying to find ways to actually dismantle it. I'll do my research and most of my work for my nonprofit is focused on poverty alleviation and there. Fun fact or depressing fact that the federal government has no way to actually measure property. No way. Which makes you think, 
if they can't measure something, how can we expect them to fix it? If the people that's currently elected in office never went through poverty, how can we expect them to understand where we're coming from? If we are electing people that are not in touch with what's currently going on in society, how can we expect to grow? How can we expect to disrupt poverty, dismantle poverty, end poverty for good versus continue to accept it? And thinking it's okay. And just going getting it out the mud like we always do. These are the things. These are the questions. That I honestly want us to just think about. Like these are questions that I think about a lot. Again like you know. Knowing my background is policy and everything. But I also talk to a lot of community members. I educate a lot of people. On the like poverty alleviation. And just the concepts. And the different types of policies that's honestly holding us back because if we are failing our youth we're failing our future we're failing our future and I refuse to fail our future I refuse to do so and the only way to not fail our future is to dismantle poverty so like you know I say that to say like I, I really the work that I do like the work that we do at Shakita Jackson Enterprise is so impactful like we're not even just reaching people within the state of Maryland we're working with people in DC Virginia Michigan Ohio like you name it we're probably working with them in that state and we're really trying to get rid of poverty it, no one no one deserves to live in poverty it's hard as heck to live in poverty poverty is not fun and I'm so tired of just constantly having or seeing people be elected that don't even that can't even connect with the struggle it's it's kind of disrespectful it's kind of disrespectful and I just encourage you all to just take a look at that take a look at you know your your community does your does your is your youth if the youth crime in your community is constantly increasing is there enough spaces for their youth to go to I give you an example, Prince George's County. You cannot, the students cannot use their classrooms. They cannot use their field. They have to pay for it. They cannot use it for free. Michigan, you could just use your classroom. Like if you want to have a little, a little school, like a little club, you can just use the classroom. You just got to register it, but you can use it. No, they charge their students to pay to utilize their school spaces. It's ridiculous. Look at your youth community and look at the resources that they have. If they don't have enough resources and you see the crime is increasing, that means that the elected officials, state, local government, even county, they're not doing their job. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. They (laughs) literally, they work for you. They work for you. So don't ever forget that. You got the, you got the power, you got the voice and you have the right. To make your community the way you want to see your community. And don't let no one else make you feel like you don't have that power. Elected officials, they work for us. They're not celebrities. And I don't want us to think that they are. They're not. They're normal people. Celebrities are normal people. We are all people, okay? Like, I guess you could say I'm like a utopian type of person. But I just I just believe that we all have an opportunity to rise up. Not... You don't have to be privileged or be born with a silver spoon to be able to have access to opportunities. 
and opportunity should just be available to us all. So those are things that I'm just that was really just interesting for me and something that I wanted to talk about because I think it's important for us to just be better equipped to and aware of the knowledge versus just being foolishly misguided into thinking that things are okay when we haven't seen progress in years. So yeah, you guys, thank you so much for just, you know, tuning in with me today. I do want to talk about a couple of upcoming events that my nonprofit has. So if you are in the DMV area and you're wanting to celebrate Kwanzaa, please, please, please come out to our third annual Kwanzaa and Culture Purpose Brunch. It's normally called Unity Brunch, but this year, because we're having it on December 30th, and that day is NIA, which stands for Purpose in Swahili, we are going to be doing it. We are calling it NIA. So it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Bellway Plaza. Um, please, please, please follow us on social media so you can actually see the flyer and the address and everything. And I'll also put the event, um, the event break and the video and the message. Like, I'll make sure that you guys have that. So definitely check that out. Um, $7 donation, um, really going towards a great cause. It's, it's really exciting. I'm really excited to celebrate it. I've been celebrating Kwanzaa for who I started celebrating Kwanzaa in college. College was just such a transformational time for me. And I stopped celebrating Christmas and I started celebrating Kwanzaa because I felt so out of touch with my culture because I was in the whitest state ever, Kansas. And I wanted to, I wanted to have that connection. And Kwanzaa really made me feel connected to my culture. It made me feel connected to understanding who I am as a black woman and, you know, just building me up to have the self-confidence, the, the courage, the tenacity that I have today to be able to do the change maker things that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, just really like, you know, come celebrate, come hang out with us. Like it'll be food, we have games for the kids. Also some fun activities for the adults as well. It is family friendly. So definitely come check us out. And um, another event that we have coming up, which I'm really, really excited about. If you guys aren't from aware, I am a cheer coach. Um, head chair commissioner. So um, underneath my nonprofit, we have a youth development program where we focus on youth entrepreneurship, youth leadership, and we also focus on sports leadership. So we have a cheer team called Pink Dynamic Divas, and they have their first competition this, well, this month on the 16th. I am so proud of my girls. Like they really are working hard. Gotta get them a little bit more in shape, but they're they're doing fantastic. That is gonna be on December 16th. If you guys are interested in donating and supporting the girls, please, please do. So I encourage it. Um, nonprofit, like really, um, the work that we do is so impactful. So it means a lot, but the you know, it's just it's a it's a lot of a lot of people that's you know, competing with things. And despite the fact that they don't have the impact, they're getting the money. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense to you all. But yeah, we also have for our second network and connect. Well, that's a virtual lunch hour. So network and connect, we meet like, you know, monthly and we virtually, of course, and just 
I educate you guys on different types of topics. We dive deep on different types of topics. November, we dive deep on fund, funding opportunities and grant writing. In January, we are going to be diving deep into real estate and holistically real estate. So like the lending, how to be a lender, um, realtor, like understanding all of that. And if you're trying to build a team, possibly, you know, how to hire employees and build a, a staff. So I'm, we are looking for like, you know, guest speakers. If you are interested and being a guest speaker please 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 email me um you can email me at partnerships so partnerships p-a-r-t-n-e-r-s-h-i-p-s at c-j enterprise e-n-t-e-r-p-r-i-s-e dot co and let's connect um let's connect i would love to be able to you know be able to bring you on and be able to give you an opportunity to, you know, build your platform. So if that's something that you're interested in, don't hesitate to reach out to me. We're definitely looking to empower our community, empower our first generation entrepreneurs because I'm a first generation entrepreneur myself. And I just know how difficult it can be going into these journeys and not feeling fully supported. And so going to these somewhat kind of, you know, oversaturated events with the same type of topics and just really the same information. And it's just it's frustrating. So please check that out. Um, if you are interested in just attending the Network and Connect lunch event, it's just donation based. So you donate what you can. It'll be on Eventbrite. Again, I'll make sure that I provide that with you all as the date gets closer. But if you're looking to be a guest speaker, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for just watching and tuning in with me. I really enjoy this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope that you guys leave away with a little bit deeper, deeper understanding on inflation and just poverty and how and how important it is for us to know our worth as a community member and as a voter and demanding, demanding those standards that our modern woman culture is demanding. Okay. So yeah, um, please like and subscribe to our channel. And also as all, if you would like to, I encourage it. It would be so greatly appreciated. Donate to our nonprofit, Shakita Jackson Enterprise. It would be really, really amazing and thoughtful. Every donation, any size, it doesn't matter, but it's just be welcome. So just please, please, please. That would be great. And also drop your comments down below and tell me how you feel about it. Do you feel as if, you know, modern women and inflation, that those connect? Do you feel as if your community has enough resources and support for your youth? for your youth to be able to grow and succeed? Why or why not? Do you feel that way? If so, I want to hear your comments. Please drop them down below. Or if you want to just send out, send your, you know, questions or your thoughts to, via email, please do that as well. You can send that at info at cjenterprise.co. I would love to hear you guys' ideas, thoughts, and stories. So hearing your stories helps me understand the world in a so much more insightful way versus just going based off of you know myself and I want you all to feel empowered and encouraged to do the amazing work that you want to do and share your thoughts and have a safe space to do so so yeah y'all that is all that I have for today don't please make sure y'all don't be sure make sure y'all check out our well weekly conversations I'll have guest speakers and all of that I'm you know I'm looking to have some fun with you guys. So yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Bye.